Welcome to episode 203 of the Two on Three podcast, where I'm realizing in real time that we have an episode number that maybe we would have planned for. <laughs> two, 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 zero, three, two, one, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that would have been something if we were the planning sort. Well, we were, right? right. Now we're but not. this is the new us. This is the new freewheeling us. It's true. Who are we? I'm Ty on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. You've been at online CD much Villa, lately? At Sorry. CD Villa Senor on Twitter. I was still going to prompt you. Oh, yeah. You can interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at. Maybe. Holla, holla. At 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. You know, I've been thinking about our format and our tagline, obviously, as we come together again. Uh, off schedule. We told everybody two weeks. Now we're, we're back the next week. <laughs> we just we can't, can't help ourselves. It's just, it is just, it's out of control. <laughs> you start doing it and it just keep, you just want to do it some more. I guess. I think for me, you know, it's, and I told you this, it's, if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. It's almost like I don't want to have a schedule. There's just something about scheduling the show is um, not in line with what I want from it. Yeah. Well, you just want to like, uh, I, if we want to talk, we just want to talk. Let's just yeah, get online so. and talk. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just have a Twitter space. We should just do live shows randomly. Mm. We can both. I mean, we can do both. Yeah, we can Maybe. give that a try. I think that would be fun. I think so. Be like, Maybe we could get some call in action. Oh, yeah. people, people want to speak. Just, they want to. Yeah, want to bring jump some in. Stuff. Yeah, just jump in. What do you want to talk about today? Yeah. I have no? to get some sort of a a bleeper though. You can't, tr- <laughs> you can't trust these people out here. <laughs> what? <laughs> we don't know what they're going to say. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's the part of. Isn't that the part of like live? Uh, you know, people come in and just sabotage your show. Like you know, you'll, we'll just have to learn to deal with hecklers, like any sort of comedians have to in any given time, right? Th- they're funny though. That's a true. <laughs> That's true. And it's a skill they've developed over years and years. I mean, we'd obviously just get absolutely just, you know, hammered by like hecklers. Like we wouldn't know what to do. We would just be, we'd just be lost at sea. It's like, okay, the hecklers have taken over the show. All right. Thanks hecklers. Bye. We're leaving. You yeah. guys can talk amongst yourselves. Maybe. I, I don't know. We'll try it. Anyway, we're back. We're back off schedule. I've been thinking, and um, I realized that the podcast is a bit like going to a prefix restaurant. Like you never know what you're going to get, but you know, it's going to be good, right? You trust, you trust the chef. And I like to think that's what we're doing here. <laughs> I've already been alluding to it, like accidentally for, for weeks, right? Like I've been calling the, the rundown is I've been calling it the menu. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of our, uh, at the end of our show, I've been talking about life's ideal recipe for a long time. Right. Um, this is what we're doing here. We're cooking up ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right and we just and we season them with some this and that and just you know, whatever you get at the end it's gonna be good just enjoy it the aristocrats <laughs> <laughs> all right so on the menu tonight um i want to talk about a prank uh and I, i'll wait until we get to the segment to describe it um is it fun is it bad is it terrifying is it hilarious uh we'll talk about we have some thoughts on phil mickelson um he wants to play golf in saudi arabia he wants, he's, he's got some skeletons coming out. Right. We're going to talk about the subscription economy and, and how it relates to our well, early adulthood with Columbia House. I want to hear about uh, losing a fantasy football league and then imposing your needs on others, or as you, as you put it, ruining other people's lives. Uh, I want to talk about athleisure. We're going to do the best for men. So... Every time I, if you Google best athleisure, you have to include four men to get good results. And I don't like the lists that are, that I've come across. It's been years. I've had a lot of experience with this. We're going to get into it. And then you have video game hall of fame. And it sounds like you're going to make me answer quiz questions. Yeah, maybe a few. I think you're just trying to get back at me for who knew. No, not at all. Not <laughs> all at right. all. I think we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to travel down the nostalgia of our, of our video game lives. And talk about any like just like any Hall of Fame. Some should be in, some should be out, right? This is yeah. this is how it works. Then it's Dad Jokes of the Week, and if we have any time for the OT, uh, maybe Dad Life of the Week. I just said a, my daughter said something funny, and I thought I might share it with people. <laughs> All right, so with that, let's get started. Okay, so I came across an article on Vice, Vice World News, and the headline is "Lighting Lions." Sorry, right off the bat, just blew it. Transition in the segment just blew it. 
lion hiding under a hedge turns out to be a bag with a lion's face on it. And obviously, I'll share the image if you didn't see this. came across the internet, oh, roughly six days ago. And the thing about it is, in context, people living near Mount Kenya National Park in central Kenya made an emergency call to the National Wildlife Authorities on Thursday after spotting what they thought was a lion hiding out under a hedge. Soon after, armed officers from the Kenyan Wildlife Service swiftly rushed to the scene in a bid to mitigate a possible human-wildlife conflict case. It was discovered the lion was, in fact, just a shopping bag with an image of a lion on it. So it was intentional, though, because it's a, it's a shopping bag with a lion's print face, and then there's like a plant in it to hold it still, and then they put it in with the other plants so that the face was right below this little railing-slash-bench thing. And I just... Can you imagine living in Kenya and doing some shit like this? <laughs> oh, those Kenyan pranksters. What will they think of next? Well, okay. So, again, I I don't live... We don't... I mean, we don't live in dangerous places. I mean, like, there right. might be a mountain lion. There's definitely sure. a bobcat. There's definitely a bobcat that lives in our neighborhood. Okay. You know... All right. I so, mean, if there's a people... bobcat shopping bag at your bus stop... <laughs> Am Are I you gonna, laughing gonna, about it? Am I? La- I think probably not. Again, it's one of those things where, I mean, the first time you see it, right, and and you go, "Oh shit!" There's a lion underneath this bench. <laughs> like, wouldn't all wouldn't all of a sudden like you'd start thinking more critically about it? Like, you know, because lions aren't small, right? Like, there are hundreds of pounds of cat. You know, a fully grown, like, male lion. Because this is a male lion, right? It's got a mane and everything. It's hard like to a, tell. Because the way they had it pinned in the bushes, it's yeah. like... like very, very, okay. Only a small part of the face is visible. <laughs> I, I I, don't know if I would have fallen for it. I'm not, I'm not quite... I mean, it, would probably would have, it probably would have startled me. And then I would have looked at it and gone, oh, that's not a real lion. But if you lived in Kenya... <laughs> Well, on the bright side, if you're in India and you get attacked by a tiger, you never see the tiger. It just it just it just eats you, right? You're just walking through the tall grass and all of a sudden there's like, you know, a you know, a 1200-pound cat on your neck, right? And then so it's just over. Like I don't know. I mean, when you're talking about large cats, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be tricked by the bag. I'm just going to say it. Okay. The bag was filled with avocado seeds. <laughs> had been placed in the hedge by a local homeowner like just just they, messing with you were they were they i mean were they at least filming it for youtube or something i mean can't we just get like reactions from it like oh shit it's like the dog with the spider costume at least we can get like some entertainment out of it right with people like walk past it and just go oh shit <laughs> what would be a good bag to hide outside your house like you said the bobcat what else would you go for what would you because to me, I guess what, what strikes me as so funny about this, yeah. and the reason I keep bringing it up as being in Kenya, <laughs> is that like, to do this, to be the homeowner in Kenya, like, you're really tapping into localized fears and local <laughs> culture. Bear, Maybe in Seattle, bear. if you erected a fake homeless person's tent or outside your neighbor's home, they might get afraid. <laughs> I have a funny story about that if you want me to tell it. But bear, It's up to you, my a, friend. A, a bear face? A bear a bear face would might do it. Okay. Anyway, so speaking of erecting a homeless tent, sidebar, the guy I know at the beginning of COVID, his kids, decided, you know, after going through online school, his kids would go out and play in the sort of the wooded area near their house. Okay. And so they just started doing things like, I don't know, they started like they, you know, they found some logs and then they built a thing and then they built a thing and then they... They built a little shelter. Then they like decided kid to like, shit. put yeah. some yeah kid shit. They built like a a little lean to, and then all of a sudden, and then and then at one point, like it was raining and started like that. So they put a tarp on it, <laughs> and then the, once the tarp went up, he said all of a sudden, like like he was looking at like next door, and he said like there's homeless people living in the forest. Like, and he's like, there aren't any homeless people living in the forest right there. Cause that's where we live. And then he looked out there and he'd seen that his kids had, had erected a, uh, a lean to with a big blue tarp and then realized he said, boys, you have to take that down now because the flavors are losing their fucking minds. <laughs> Hilarious. So there you go. 
That's unfortunate. I'm going to, you know what? I, I could easily go in on this and I'm just going to take a pass. Just to be clear, <laughs> the joke I was making was not that it was, it was that people were here were too and overly afraid yeah. of our problem and not interested in fixing it. Just don't want to have to look at it. Right. That's anyway. as far as I'll go on that tonight. Okie dokie. <laughs> anyway, a bear, I, a bear, a bear bag might catch me depending upon, you know, where you're hiding that bag. I think if you wanted to upset your neighbors, you could keep littering like one um, white like grocery bag, like one unreasonable, like one single use plastic bag in their mm -hmm. bush like every day. <laughs> if you want to make somebody lose their minds. <laughs> like, why? I just picked this up yeah. yesterday. Same, shit. same spot. Just keep sticking it in the, like, the pokey hedge. All right. Yeah. yeah. In, our, in our neighborhood, it's the, um, like some people like throw their trash bags like next to somebody's like, somebody's been dumping their their garbage uh -huh. but like and then jamming it into their garbage can and like so like so much garbage like the lid won't close right so when they go out to like in the morning to see like go to work they'll notice that their their garbage can is like full of trash that isn't theirs so why is the been, trash can stored in a place that's accessible from the no, street it's not, no you put it out like, you know like we our our, our um our, our garbage gets picked up on Monday mornings. Okay. So you put your garbage out on Sunday night on the curb, right? Okay. And then once you put your garbage out, then in the morning when they come, when they leave for work, they notice that someone has stuffed their, has stuffed a bunch of garbage in their garbage can. Illegal dumping. <laughs> the scourge of the... <laughs> so what your plan, your prank is like sort of a twist on that. It's just like this, this one little plastic bag that just keeps showing up in their bushes like every, like every, <laughs> every morning. If your trash can is overfilled by more than six inches, they charge you. That's what I, that's what this person's bitching about. <laughs> it's like somebody's screwing me over, and so he, they have to like every week they have to call like waste management and say, "Uh, that wasn't my garbage. Someone's jamming garbage in my garbage can. Can you not charge me?" Yeah, hilarious. They're lying. <laughs> They're lying. It's a scam. <laughs> Speaking of scammers, let's talk about Phil Mickelson. All right, so Phil Mickelson has literally disappeared. And the last picture I saw of him, he had like gained like 25 pounds and had grown a full beard. <laughs> like he's, he's depressed. Having, he's having a time. He is not he's not doing well. Yeah. Uh but in a bed lying in a bed of his own making, really. So hubris, one might it, say. Hubris, one might say. But the thing that everybody, if you follow golf, you know that Phil has been dealing, he's been championing this whole Saudi Arabia golf league, lots of money going. And everyone was sort of wondering, it's like, why is Phil really like going in on this? What's his, his deal? And so it just came out that, that Phil has had a run of poor gambling. So apparently he likely gambled off maybe 40 million dollars <laughs> jesus christ in a in a in a few year time span so again this i mean so now that the onion you, as you sort of peel the onion like mm -hmm. we all know that phil's a piece of shit right i mean he's done some he 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 got involved in this like insider trading thing and then he yeah. like paid back the stock gains and then got off scot-free like he didn't have to like go to trial or anything like that. And then he sounds used, about white, right? <laughs> then he used the same college counseling that, that, you know, that Lori Laughlin and yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember he, that too. He used that. He used that college recruiter. Mm -hmm. And apparently he, apparently in his case, they didn't cheat his daughter into Brown university. Sure. Sure. Seems into, likely into an Ivy league. And like he said, oh, we use them, but, we did it. He just, we just, she just got into Brown. Like, <laughs> okay, Phil. Right. And so he's been sort of like Teflon, right? Uh -huh. For a while. But when he and his longtime caddy, Jim McKay, Bones, as they, as he's known, when they broke up a few years ago, everybody was like, well, that's weird. Like they'd been together a long time. They, uh -huh. they're like family, right? So Bones gets, Bones gets, they break up. The relation, and then Phil takes on his brother as his caddy, and I was like, oh, "This is a little weird. It's a little weird." But it turns out 
the motivation behind this whole thing was that apparently Phil owed Bones hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like he was not, because Phil had lost so much money gambling, he could not afford to pay the bonuses that were due his caddy, his caddy of 20 plus years, like his 20 year long caddy, his best friend, best man at his wedding, all this other stuff. Like, essentially Uncle Bones, like, and he couldn't pay him because of sizable gambling debts, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, I know that, you know, very sort of cocky professional athletes, they like to think about beating the system. I remember some years ago he won, like, a big Super Bowl bet, and it was all people could talk about, like, Oh, Phil won hundreds of thousands of dollars on the Super Bowl and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And it was great, but just like any gambler, for every for every story of I won a bunch of fucking money, there is an untold story about how you lost a shitload of money. Like, there's there's there are very few gamblers in the world who gamble on sports and betting like that who actually make real money doing it. Most of the people, I mean... The, the the thing you you know the thing they always tell you is you know that Bellagio it doesn't get built because they give away money. Sure. Right? Are you saying that you agree with the state's initiative to prevent me from sports gambling no, over the last twelve years? Absolutely not. I should be able to gamble, but I will tell you that for every every you know again gambling against the house is one thing. Like gambling at a poker table against other people, I think is one thing that I think I do much better than betting on sports. I, I, you know, I generally have a good, you know, I can generally pace myself at a table, but if you're betting big money on sports, you're going to lose. That's For sure. how it works. Those, you know, you can't beat those people. Anyway, you know, he, he, he gambled away all of his money. That's, <laughs> it's just, you know, Charles Barkley did it. Like, legends ha- legend has it that Michael Jordan... <laughs> Had some gambling problems that may have that may have, you know, constituted some terrible things in his life. I mean, this is, but for Phil to come off as like you know he paints this picture of, you know, who he is. But sure, it's it's, it's interesting to know. I you know I used to like sort of give him a pass. I'm like, oh yeah, Phil, Phil's Phil. He's fun to watch. Da 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 da. He's you know he's full of himself. I get it. It's it's kind of funny. And now it's just like, gross. And sad. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, really unfortunate because he probably, if he was this broke, which is why he wanted to go make you know five million in appearance with the, no matter where he finished mm-hmm. on the blood money golf golf tour, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the, you know he he obviously wanted to maintain his his lifestyle and could have had he just not done any of this probably had a 20-year broadcasting career because people loved listening to him talk about golf. Mm-hmm. And now he has painted himself with the bone saw brush <laughs> right. and is like, I don't know. I mean, people love, a, people love to forgive people. I mean, the power structure wants to ultimately have Phil around. I don't think sure. he's completely persona non grata. Do you think he'll play in the PGA? He's the defending champion. They kind of have to let him, right? They Yes. Can you can you suspend? I mean, it's contract conduct detrimental to the tour, right? But right. Are you going to hold him out? the The other thing I thought that would be interesting is you know he didn't play in the Masters this year. Oh yeah, because they called him and told him don't come, don't come. I mean, you think that? I mean, do you think that the people who hop to the Saudi league, like, because there are some Masters champions in there, like Bubba Watson. Like, do the if he hops to the Saudi League, do you think the master says, "Don't, don't come back, don't play in our tournament anymore. We don't want you." That's an interesting. Yes. That's an interesting thought. It's an interesting well, outcome. It's an interesting outcome. We'll see how we'll see how the, the bone saw dismemberment league goes. Um, it's crazy. It's a crazy time in 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 the golf world. So it's a crazy time in the world. World. Well, true, but it's a. Yes, but in this, as we're talking about this, but again, going back to your idea, but no, it's that, related. Is what I'm saying. Like you're, you're you're sitting here asking me, like, will the will will the members at Augusta say Phil fuck off forever or no. Bubba fuck off forever? If you're a former champion, if you go yeah. play in this league, and it's like, okay, 
you want to say yes because the PGA Tour is, but I don't think the PGA Tour. It's an, I don't think it's a moral thing for them. They're just like well, you're not going to come at us, and we're not going to let you take our bread and butter, right? We're not right. going to. We're not just going to allow you. They they obviously just just now for anybody that's listening doesn't know said that the players that wanted to go play in this London event um, opposite the RBC cannot do so. And so they were like, why would we let you, right? You, you know, if you want to sue or you want to quit, leave by all means, but you're not going to get permission to stay in, on, on the tour in good standing. Mm-hmm. So that part makes me think that people at Augusta would say, you know, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But then I start to think about the people at Augusta and their politics and sort of how that aligns with sort of the bone saw situation. And then yeah. maybe they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but they have to maybe project that they care. This is the... But yeah. do they? Because no. that's what I'm talking about a crazy knows? time in the world Who world. Knows? Because it seems Who like I don't knows? think you have to anymore. Oh. Greg Norman said, Greg Norman said the bone saw situation was an unfortunate situation. Unfortunate. What did he say? Unfortunate <laughs> event. What? Oh, my God. Or something unfortunate like that. circumstance that they can learn from. <laughs> the king that the kingdom can learn from you, you, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing that is wild shit so right. anyway on the on the on the on the on the positive example side fox sports decided they would just go ahead and announce that tom brady is going to have a 350 million dollar 10-year contract after he retires to come I mean, so that's See, Phil. Plus, Should have kept Phil. your mouth shut. Should have kept your mouth shut. That Tom Brady knows to keep his mouth shut. We know Tom Brady's politics skew, right? Yeah, we we know that. We know this whole thing. And he's a rich but, white man. Yeah, yeah. That's and how it works. And yeah, and he's definitely he's you know he's you know I think he's you know he's a he's a buddy with Trump. He's I mean, he supports is, his friends. These are no secrets, but he doesn't shoot his mouth off about it all the time. Like that's he he knows enough to like keep quiet about it. Yeah, I mean. So. And Phil, you just want a major. You don't need this. He must he, really he, need. He must really need it. He must really need. He's like broke ass broke. Anyway. Because he could have had Faldo's chair. Yeah, because God knows I'd love Faldo to. Leave. He's done. Jeez, Put him out okay. to pasture. Sorry, Nick. I, I defended you for years. It's over. He, he's terrible. He's terrible. I can't listen All right. to him. Enough about golf. <laughs> Let's talk about the subscription economy. Remember Columbia House. Do I? I mean, I was in college in the late 80s. Of course, I remember Columbia House. Did you also do the BMG? Um, Let's see. I think I just did the one. Like, you know, okay. you, yeah, you, you, uh, 10, 10 for a, 10 for a penny. And then you have to cancel, right? You, you have to, you have to buy one at full price and then you have to cancel your subscription. Like, you had to buy like six. I don't know. And, was it that many? Yeah. If you, you wanted you to buy a few. Yeah. What you had to do was do what I did, was which is sign up as a minor and then send them a letter that says, I'm a minor and you can't hold me to this contract. <laughs> <laughs> we need to explain, I think. Okay, so I assume that our listenership skews toward our, or, or hues rather, I think not skews, toward our ages, mm-hmm. right? I, I doubt we have many young people that listen to the show. I, I can't imagine it pe- appealing to very many young people. <laughs> right. But I do think that we need to explain what Columbia House was and how it worked. Yeah. And back how it worked the, was back in the yeah, day. Back in the day, when you wanted to, when you wanted cassette tapes or CDs, you could sign up because in the back of every magazine was the pullout of Columbia House. It, it mm-hmm. was it is a very it was a very compelling ad. It it was a legit offer. Yeah. So it, the the offer generally was get ten CDs for a penny. Right. If you sign up for the Columbia House for the Columbia House subscription. And then they just send you whatever CDs for the next little while. Once a month. You, once a month for, is, was it once a month for six months? Once a month for a year. And you had to buy six. You had to buy six in two years. I remember this very clearly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I can't, I refresh my memory. You could send back if it was like a piece of crap. and You, didn't you could it, send right? it back anytime. You just had to keep doing it uh-huh. until you had fulfilled your obligation to them. Right. Okay. But they the the CDs they sent you were like eighteen bucks a pop. You weren't getting like the Sam Goody price, right? Like you weren't getting yeah you weren't you 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 weren't getting the um, the record store price. You weren't getting the on sale just released fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, and you were getting back, like the retail is, CD right. price. Right, and this was and, back in the day when like sending shit back like was a big pain in the ass too. A, ch- a massive chore. <laughs> Now it's impossible to do. Yeah, nowadays when you order shit online, like to send shit back is like totally easy. You like print print something, tape it on, throw it back in the mail. Right. 
yeah. But back then, it was just like a huge pain in the ass. It took me years of sc- to get over, like the scarring of of trying to return stuff that I'd bought <laughs> online before I finally just like, realized, okay, I can just buy stuff online. It's easy. Right. I remember the first time like buying stuff from J Crew online, and like you'd get something that didn't fit. It was like, well, now this is a nightmare. Because <laughs> <laughs> like there was. You, you, it wasn't just print a FedEx label back then. I mean, even into the 2000s, we're talking. Like, no. you had to go get new packaging and, or, or at least, you know, and go to the post office, weigh it. Anyway, <laughs> nightmare. Nightmare. But so now everything is a subscription, right? Like, I just the other day, I'm like, oh, 30 bucks charged to your account. Like, I love the system of let's make a business where we want you to use this once. It should probably cost you five bucks, but instead, we're going to charge you 30. Mm-hmm. But then you get unlimited access for a year, and then we're going to charge again without telling you. Right. Well, because you've clicked the box, and so then it hits, and you're like, shit, it's I just, should cancel that. Yeah, and then you cancel <laughs> it, and you enjoy your year. Right. <laughs> you got an extra year. Of, There's of, a whole uh, of separate course. business built on this business, that Truebill app that they've been right. pushing, yes. where it like keeps track of your subscriptions for you, because you can't do it yourself anymore, because Lord knows you've subscribed to everything. Right. At this point, like I think, I think my I think I'm under control with my subscriptions. I mean, I have too many platforms because, you know, we all have too many platforms, right? Because I have Netflix, right? Do you have that? Of course. Okay. I have Disney Plus, but that came yes. with a bundle. The bundle gives you Hulu and ESPN Plus. Did you get the okay. bundle? Yes. And then I have that's and then that's about it. And then then uh, what else do you have? I have like well, Apple Music. I have like Apple squared me away because now they have this Apple One thing. So now I just pay once one thing, and my whole family gets Apple Music, a bunch of iCloud, um, Apple Arcade, and some other thing. And that costs that it's like that costs like fifteen or like seventeen bucks a month, eighteen bucks a month, and it's totally worth it because my kids listen to music all the time. So they get okay. to listen to all the music. Is it? I've never had it. Apple Music. Yeah. So that's uh so that's how I get my that's how I get my music through Apple Music. That's about it, really, for s- subscription stuff. I'm probably playing paying for Apple TV Plus because I signed up for the free year when I got the new device. And then oh, we get Apple TV for you get Apple TV Plus for with that Apple One. Of course. Too. Yeah. But I'm probably still paying for it separately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for I mean, I guess do you still have Xfinity? I do. And so, okay. So, I mean, that's the thing is like, at what point are you parsing out the movie channels and saying, well, what would that be if I was paying the, I the know. monthly I pay, on those? I pay way too much for, I pay way too much for visual media. Like I'm way, I mean, cause I pay for those other platforms and I have regular cable and my regular cables like basically maxed out. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's kind of disgusting. I pay, I pay way too much, but. I'm trying to figure out. It's, it's always that at the end of the month when those things like cha ching, you're yeah. like, it's like, okay, did I get the value out of it, right? Because I know that never, 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 it never get the value out of it, never. You don't think so? Like I mean, Netflix, I have, maybe. I mean, Netflix. Like if I'm yeah. watching a series, right? Like mm-hmm. we just finished the second half of Ozark, right? Yes. Am I paying for it right now? Sure. Yeah. And I, I've said this before on the show, but like just the other day, I wanted to read a news article from like. October of last year, and then the you know the Times is like you've reached your limit on free articles for the month. You to subscribe, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, I'll pay you a quarter to let me read this one article right now. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just I'm trying to figure out if Columbia House because I feel like people hated Columbia House, right? They really sure. like despised the model and being locked into it, and just have we just become completely numb toward predatory capitalism? And so we're just like, well, I guess it's my own fault if I'm getting fucked. Well, it is. It is your. <laughs> That's own fault. a terrible attitude. It should not have. You shouldn't have to be an expert in everything you, to avoid getting screwed be. over. You're you the cut. one who. You're the one who clicked <laughs> the button that said, "I'll take this for seventeen dollars a month." No one. No one held a gun to your head for that. That's you. That's yeah. you. That's you. You, you have to click. To watch, I accept, to... and then say, "Hey Siri, <laughs> remind me in twenty nine days to cancel this thing." <laughs> I know. I you know again. I I, I pay too much money. I know this, but I like to watch what I want to watch and I don't want to dick around with it. And the one that I probably get screwed on the most is Disney plus ESPN plus Hulu. But, you know, I mean, it's worth a few soccer games (laughs) a month and 
I don't think I've any. I don't think I've watched any of the Hulu series, even though there were some that I think I was interested in. I just never get over there. There's some stuff. Yeah. The interface isn't great either, and they haven't upgraded it in like five years. Yeah. So. Yeah. So whatever. I think that I think I'm I'm getting hosed on that. I uh, I don't take advantage of the Amazon stuff, even though I pay for Prime. But we order so much shit from Prime. I know that you know we're making like <laughs> we're making all that money back on shipping. And so, yeah, so we, that's about it. I don't know. This is bad. This now I just feel bad about that was, I was trying to really understand the, the past of it and why the dynamics had changed. And now you're just listing the things that I pay for and making me feel bad and gross. <laughs> like this is a terrible segment. I'm done. Let's move on. All right. In this segment, we're going to talk about losing your fantasy league and then ruining everyone else's life. The, a lot of I mean, this is a tradition with a lot of leagues. Like a lot of like, the worst ones are always like they make you get a they make you get like a tattoo. No, those are the those are the ones I always cringe at because I don't care what you, you can't make me get a tattoo. No, if I lose the fantasy league, like a big loser no. trophy on my like a like a tramp stamp. Like who would agree to this? Like please stop. Don't do that. Anyway, if you lose your fantasy league, you should have to buy dinner for people or i don't know whatever but i like the idea of something embarrassing like something (laughs) i don't know whatever what like what would you consider a reasonable punishment or a reasonable embarrassing thing that you should have to do uh should you lose what what would you consider reasonable just to just to i like the waffle house punishment right that was super popular that went viral last year right that guy that had to sit in 12 hours in the waffle house minus an hour for every waffle he ate Oh yeah, or twenty four hours, right? Twenty four hours, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd be out of there in like three hours. I think we already covered this. I don't think so. I think <laughs> it, yeah, we definitely talked about it, but I think that it hurts. Yeah, I know. I like coffee and waffles. Uh, this particular punishment for this particular person was to join the U.S. Open local qualifying in Kansas City, Missouri. So. This person's not a professional golfer or has no. no aims to be a professional golfer. Um, and, you know, for context, only, you know, 58 players were playing for three spots and only 25 players broke 80. So there were a lot of not great players there. Yeah. But this guy was the not greatest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> do you know by, nobody cares, but do you know how many yards it was by chance? Is it on there? Um, Maybe um, if I dug a little bit. All I think right, don't it's, worry. I think it. it's Come long. I think okay. it's long. I think it's probably close. To, I think it's probably close to seven thousand yards. Okay. The um, anywho, so this guy goes in and basically shoots, you know, <laughs> fifty-four shots over par. It's <laughs> like one hundred and twelve or something, right? Yes, he shoots. He shoots a, a terrible score, and I personally take offense at this kind of thing because. There are people who actually are working at their golf dreams. Yes. Like who, who, who want to qualify for the U S open. And when you hang an albatross on someone like this, not the good kind of golf albatross, but the terrible kind of golf albatross that boat anchor around these people's necks, there's no way they can play well. There's no way no, quality golfers can play with this dude. But here's what's funny because here's a tweet from one of the people in his group. It was played at the U.S. Open local today, teed off on the first hole. One of my playing partners wasn't there. We wait a minute and get the word he's on the wrong tee. He comes over to hole 10, hits his tee shot 10 feet, five over after two. His caddy looks at us and goes, we are so sorry. (laughs) He had lost a fantasy football bet and his punishment was to play. Absolutely joke to me. Absolute... He, this is his absolutely joke to me and my playing partner. Terrible punishment. Not fun to play with. But one hell of a story to tell now. So at least the guy had like maybe a, a decent sense of humor about it. Yeah. But I would not have. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have chased this guy off after nine for sure. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, beat it. Like, I don't care, you know, I don't care that you've lost your fantasy league. I'm trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. And if I feel like I had a decent shot at qualifying for the U.S. Open and this guy showed up and did that, I'd have sent him off after nine. I'd have been like, leave now. 
<laughs> Goodbye. You you must go now. I think I've told this story on the podcast too. Who knows? We've done so many episodes. I can never. I can't remember sure. anymore. Two hundred and three of them. I mean, I was playing at the public golf course not two summers ago, and we were playing with some guys that were just, it was too much. The etiquette was bad. The the golf was bad. And I'm pretty forgiving. And we're just out for a weekend round. And I had to, like, stop at the turn. And I was like, you guys go on. And then, like, we didn't think we'd see them again. And they saw us, like, oh, you decided to finish up. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get away from you. Right. (laughs) I couldn't handle it. Yeah. You asked me what I thought was an appropriate punishment. Yeah. My immediate response to this was like, if you want something like this, so this this uh, subject was was brought to us by a friend of the show, Josh, and he and I were having a conversation about this. I said the same thing you did. I'm like, you're fucking around while other people are trying to like realize their lifelong dreams. It's just inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't see it that way because golf for a lot of people is just like something to go do, and it's kind of a, you know, I mean, it's a it's a joke. I get it. It's it, it deserves all the scorn that's heaped upon it, and yet if you're trying to be good at it, it's it's just. It, it, you can't relate unless you're trying, right? right. And well, so just can... imagine, just imagine doing something that you want to do, that you've wanted to do all your life, yeah. And 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 have somebody just sh- show up and just fuck it all up. I mean, have without <laughs> without any regard for trying to be good or trying to. I mean, you know, there's a difference between people who are trying to be good and have a bad day versus people who have no business there, right? So I was saying you should somewhere you can go do something like this and it's very similar, but you're not really hurting anybody is like go bomb at the open mic night at the comedy club. Yeah. You have to go do the open mic night at the comedy club. If you want to make an extra punishment, like maybe the other guys get to write the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, up to a point, right? I don't really want you to get like, you know, harassed and stabbed or whatever by (laughs) people in the crowd. But I, or, or, and then, you know, Josh's idea was, uh, was open mic night's a good uh, that's a good one yeah i like that yeah. right I yeah like you have that to a lot okay and josh's idea was you had to go um sing karaoke songs picked for you yes again and, great uh, uh, that's a good punishment where you go to karaoke night and you, the people in the league pick your songs yeah that'd be tr- that again tremendous good punishment do you good have clean, any respect good, for this guy fun. for finishing no <laughs> No, even though he stuck it out, I wonder what. No. What are they going to do to you if you don't finish? No. Like, are your friends going to like cause you bodily injury? No, no. You did it. You ruined these people's day. I mean, those these qualifiers aren't cheap either. No. I mean, you basically flushed your money and these people's money down the toilet with you, and it's 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 very very wrong. Sorry, right. there you have it. Well, we agree there are better options. Tons All right, of better let's. Let's talk about being comfortable. All right. So over the last two years, I've been trying to slowly meld my wardrobe into a situation where every garment I own can be worn almost anywhere, whether it's to play golf in, to work in, theoretically to go like out in the world to work in, like in public, mm-hmm. um, restaurant. So I'm, I'm trying to like I, I, the athleisure thing. Like you can really dress up these clothes if you do it right. Right. And I've, I'm nothing if not a sucker for ads on Instagram late at night. So I have, over the last couple of years, sampled so many of these brands. I'm always like, maybe this will be the one. And I found so few. And I wanted to share my lesson, my lessons learned with our listeners. And I assume that you probably have some opinions on this subject mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I, I have a short list of brands that I wanted to touch on. But I wanted to open it up to you first and see if there was anything that you wanted to either shout out or specifically say was not worth your money. My my world is very small because I'm very big. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So when you're when you're my size, you need to find once you find the brands that work for you, you yes. tend to just stick to those brands. Like sure. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna take a flyer on some other brand that I saw on the internet and think, oh if that you know doesn't fit then I have to go through the whole return process. It's not hard anymore though. <laughs> Print it out, throw some tape on it back in the mailbox. It's just so I do. I have I have a you know a handful of brands. And they're all very they're all very easy breezy. Like Eddie Bauer. Okay. Um I'm I'm we've yeah. talked about Eddie Bauer. Nike. Okay. I, Nike's so hit and miss. I don't know how you can buy Nike. It's 
when you get to the large sizes, like it tends to work out. Like in okay. your, I can understand where maybe like in the. Can in they the, pick a size profile and decide? No, yeah, because you can tell like when they're on the coat racks or on the rack, you can say that's too skinny. <laughs> That's cut. That's cut skinny. I can't wear that one. But every now, and then, but the, then you'll find something that works just perfectly fine. It's it is weird. It's a, it is weird. The sizing um, on Nike is all over the fucking. It's right. it's like I I don't so basically the truth is in Nike I'm sort of between sizes right so if I get the smaller of the two, it isn't always too small. And in fact, there are shirts where I'm like, this fits and is even a little big, and yet it's the size on the lower end of the scale. And then I'll get an XL or something in 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 a different shirt, and it. Like too, too, too little or too, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. I'll, and I'll get like, Adidas is the same way. Like I'll get a medium in one shirt or not a medium, a large in one shirt fits great. And then I'll get um, a large in a different one. It's, it's insane. It doesn't fit at all. And then I'll get an extra large in a dress. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? What are they doing here? I mean, I tweeted this the other day and this is why I was probably thinking about this. Like it's hard to find clothes when you have size extra large shoulders and I'm not trying to brag. It's just where the seams hit me. That's how big my shoulders are, but mm. I'm only M tall. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so if I get the shirt that fits, it's often too long in the sleeves mm-hmm. and it's always too long in the body. Yeah. Like, cause my shoulders are apparently for a man who's six foot three. Right. <laughs> so I don't That's know. I told you go get to go find yourself. Someone who do alterations for you on the, cheap. it's true. So I need to do that. And I need to find somebody who can sew with the stretchy, the stretchy, uh, the stretchy thread so they can, they can, you know, again, yes. edit my athleisure wear. So, okay. So these are the brands I've tried the last couple of years. So I'm gonna start with, you mentioned, I think you started to mention Uniqlo. I did. And I'm going to mention Uniqlo because Uniqlo is the best value athleisure brand there is. My only gripe with Uniqlo is that what they stock and when they stock it is all over the place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to have any bearing on the, 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 the time. I mean, somewhat on the seasons, but like Uniqlo, there's a, I'm wearing a pair of Uniqlo sweats right now. And I don't understand why these sweats just aren't always available. That's my problem with Uniqlo. It's too, they think of themselves as a fashion house. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are like, just stock the good stuff. <laughs> All the time. Yes. Yes. My wife is also big into Uniqlo. In fact, the first time I saw Uniqlo when it was a J- Japan only brand, like I was in Japan and mm. we went by there and we went looked and we walked into a store and uh, she bought some stuff and she's like, I said, what is this place? She says, it's like, J- it's Japanese Gap. Uh-huh. I said, but it's a lot nicer than the Gap, and it's, everything's a lot cheaper. And so when they came to America, and thank God they make my size, and uh, and not in the stores. I always have to order online for them, one hundred percent. But okay, um, yeah, not very expensive, nice styles. Mm-hmm. Like all my stuff has lasted forever. Yeah, even as long as you take care expensive. of it, it's yeah. not super durable if you beat it up. No, yeah. But all right. Uh, you always make fun of me for wearing a lot of Roback, which is now like the number one golf. Um, it's got e- every golf Instagrammer has a Roback uh, sponsorship now. And I feel like a goon, <laughs> which sucks because I don't know. You know, this is like liking a band that other people you don't like, like uh-huh. now yeah. Patrick Reed is wearing Roback. He wants, I, I don't think it's an ongoing thing. <laughs> You're hoping. Is this I'm trying to talk myself into it because at the price point, it might as well be Ralph Lauren. Right. Right. Like that. So I'm like, hey, yeah, it's fine that I, it's just, it's expensive. So that makes it good. <laughs> but, but I do, the, the reason I have so much of it is that their, their size large shirt just absolutely fits me perfectly. It's somehow sweet. the right size. And I don't sweet really spot. understand how that's possible. Sweet spot. And again, if you, when you find clothes that are the sweet spot, you just want to keep buying their clothes. Yeah. I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't really want to have to try stuff out. That's why this is a two year odyssey. Yeah. All right. Next we have Legends. Absolute dog shit. $100 sweatpants. Might as well wait. It's like $15 in material. Absolute trash. Don't buy this. Don't buy these clothes. Legends. I didn't yeah. even know about legends. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay. I also good. got one of their hoodies and it's like this style where it's supposed to repel water. It was like trying to pull on a wetsuit. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I felt like I was, it, it, I can't, it was like trying to pull on some sort of neoprene top. It was just crazy. That one I what, sent back. The sweats I kept because they fit. But, but they were like not inexpensive. I think they were close to a hundred bucks. And I, I only bought them because I really liked the way uh, the style of them. Yeah. And th- I probably was drinking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you break a hundred bucks for like pants, like that puts you like into Lululemon land. Right. And, the, and so they better be awesome. And the Lulus are so good. Like my two favorite pairs of pants are Lulus. And, I'm, I, and it's always funny that they make fat guy pants. 
Because, yeah. you know, you don't think Lululemon, but they make extra, extra large if you, like, look hard enough. You don't have to be fit to do yoga. <laughs> Yoga's for everybody, funny. buddy. It's still, it's still funny. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, a couple others I want to mention. Um, so I signed up for Fabletics uh, maybe at the end of last year, and it's Columbia House. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. You have to, um, you get like this credit for signing up, and you get to basically do this little shopping spree on discount. Now, I am going to endorse it because the clothes fit really well. Um, at least the, I like, really like the bottoms. All the pants are really good. The shirts are hit and miss, so I haven't really done more shirts. But like lots, I've got a few pairs of shorts and a few pairs of like, they're essentially like men's yoga slacks. So I wear them to play golf. They're stretchy. They look like slacks. They make a little bit of a swishy noise because they're kind of like a wind, like a, they're not, not ripstop nylon, but they, they, they are athletic enough that they make that little noise, right? Mm-hmm. They're quite lightweight, like extremely lightweight. And then they have like regular slacks pockets and belt loops and a fly and a button. Like I could absolutely sneak these into my workplace. Yeah, that seems that seems good. They're fantastic. The I'll pants are great. I'll have to look into that. I'll have to look yeah. into those pants. The only pant is what it's called. The only pant. But I have to remember to log in every month and be like, no, don't charge me. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have stores? They have stores? They do. Or are you just signed? I mean, I could go up there and like just buy the pants, right? I don't have to like sign up for the. the I don't, it might be like Sam's Club, man. I don't know. I don't go to. The, I, I don't go to places. <laughs> That's where the COVID is, <laughs> and also people. <laughs> Hit me, uh, learn me up on some of these other brands you wrote down. Okay, so we've got uh, Built, B-Y-L-T. Okay. Built is a company that does like nothing but basics. This is a Built hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Okay. Um, I was very skeptical, uh, but super high quality. Um, definitely on the more expensive side, but I have no regrets about any of the things that I purchased. Okay. Really solid. All right. Um, I know my wife likes their pants a lot. She wears a lot of those pants. Uh, Vori. Uh, they are more of on the, on the dressier side. It's kind of like the, the stretch dress pant, you know, mm. they're all right. I, I wouldn't buy more of them. Um, spendy on the, on the spendier side. Yeah. Right. Taryn is like, if you really like the Eddie Bauer guide pro pants and you want to actually be able to wear them to the office. Mm. Um, so they don't have the cargo pants, but they do have multi pockets. They have, uh, they have a magnetic clasp. Um, which is actually pretty killer in the sense that as long as they're zipped up, if you sit down and you've had too much to eat, it'll just sort of ease itself up, <laughs> apart. It's like, it's really solid. Like I'll wear them and then like, oh, this is nice that they sort of just unbuckled itself. But you can't really see it. It's, it's legit. The, the I ate too much adjustment pants. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. So what a wonder, wonderful picture you've painted about the uh, Terran pants. And then the last one I have on the list is Red Vanley, and they primarily have promoted themselves as a golf brand. Um, I, I, I had looked at their this this quarter zip that they had for a long time. I kept they kept coming up my feet, kept coming up my feet, and I couldn't get over it because it's like it's royal blue and then it has like a forest green and a white stripe, just very Seahawksy, original mm-hmm. Seahawksy. So I was like, oh, that you know, that'd be good in my wardrobe in general. The sizing is crazy. The sizing is insane. I, I, the extra large that I they so they sent I got a large in an XL because I never bought it, and I was going to send the other one back. Neither one fit. Right. It, the large was like tight in weird spots. The extra large was like a, a pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. So I, try well, it for yourself. Last time I went out to buy pants. And again, like I'm bigger. So like the biggest, the biggest thing you can generally buy on the rack is 42, which fit me very comfortably. I'm like between a 40 and a 42. So I always just buy the 42. But I had to laugh because the last pair of pants I bought, they said they were 42. And forty, and they were slim fit. I'm like, you, you can't have forty two pants that are slim fit. What does that even mean? What? Uh, I don't even know what that is. I've seen some big boys in those skinny jeans. Man. <laughs> slim fit. Forty two waist slim fit. What? Uh, that makes no sense. Can, can we just, can we just lay off. <laughs> slim fit. All right. Well, those are my athleisure recommendations. I like them. I have to I have to check out those uh, those pants. You have to sign up. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't want to sign up. I don't want to sign up for Fabletics. Set a reminder to log in every month on your phone. Right. That's what I do. All right. Sounds. Then good. then they get you too because I bought a pair of shorts that I totally don't need. But I was like, well, if I you charge me anyway, I'm like you can just say no. <laughs> I signed up for the crack. <laughs> Let's talk about the video hall of fame. Video game Hall of Fame, sorry. 
Video Game Hall of Fame inductees for 2022. And I was a little shocked because it did make the news that Ms. Pac-Man got into the Video Game Hall of Fame this year. I'm like, this year? Ms. Pac-Man has not been in the Video Hall of Fame? More like misogyny. <laughs> I bet Mr. Pac-Man was in there. Yeah. Like years ago. So I thought to myself, okay, let's let's figure out what is in the Video Game Hall of Fame and who these okay. people are. Anyway, whatever. There's just a group of people who decided to make a Hall of Fame. I guess anybody can do it. They were, I guess, maybe they were just the first ones to do it. So now they're the, they're the, the keepers of the flame. Yeah, it's like the high score people in King of Kong. Like those are just some weirdos that decided to do that. <laughs> right, there's some weirdos, but <laughs> there's weirdos for everything. There's weirdos for everything. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the, I was thinking to myself, why is why are they just getting in? Why is Ms. Pac-Man just getting in? So class of twenty two is again Sid Meier's Civilization, which I was shocked that wasn't in. Okay. Right? Uh, D- Dance Dance Revolution. Okay. Which, okay. Ms. Pac-Man from 1982. It took 40 years for it to get into the Video Game Hall of Fame. And then, I mean, it is just a sequel. I don't <laughs> Also, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Okay. I like that one. Do you like Ocarina? I don't even, I don't play any. I only that was the Nintendo 64, the first Nintendo 64 one. Yeah, 1998. Yeah. Um... Finalists that didn't get it. Parappa the Rappa did not get in <laughs> this year. I will never forget Parappa the Rappa. <laughs> and you know what else hasn't gotten in that, that was a holdover finalist from last year that didn't get in? NBA Jam. How does NBA Jam not get into the Hall of Fame? NBA Jam deserves to be in the Video Game Hall of Fame. Right. It should be, it should be easy. Anyway. I thought that I'm not going to go through all the Hall of Fame. You can look it up. There's some, obviously, there are all these games, many of them that I've played, some of them I haven't. But I'd like you, I'd like, I'd like you to tell me, did you like my Trump is in there? It's just amazing analysis there. Yeah, that was, that was great. There Very are many, 45 there, of you. There are many video games, many have I played, many I haven't. The, uh, but if you could tell me one of the oldest games. On the, what's the oldest game that you can think of that might be in the uh, the uh, video game Hall of Fame? Pong. Pong, 1972. It's the third oldest game. The third oldest? I don't know anything older than Pong. Right. That's what I... This is it. Did you know that the Oregon Trail came out a year before Pong? I would not have guessed that because I was big into the Oregon Trail like much later. I died of dysentery many, many times. Yeah, and it was hilarious because the key to winning Oregon Trail was to be the fucking banker, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Like, you chose, and the reason that you won is because you always had supplies at the trading, or you could always buy stuff at the trading post, and you could start out with a ton of supplies. What are they teaching us? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is like capitalist indoctrination. Right. That's what that was. All right. You should so have been I'm, able to pick the hunter or something and win. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm, I am going to go to the list. You tell me whether you've, you've heard of it, played it, or... Love it. Okay. All right. Well, first one's 1962 Space War. I don't no. even know. No. Okay. Obviously, no the idea. Oregon Trail. Yes. Pong. Uh-huh. 19- Played a lot of Pong. More 19- than you would have ever imagined. 1976 Colossal Cave Adventure. No. So we played. Did you ever play a lot of like those? Did you play any of those text-based ones? This is like those, like Zork. Remember, like, no, I, I know what it is, but no, I never did. No, All right. the earliest video, the, you, it's even hard to classify it as a video game because it was just this text-based thing, and you like would say commands like turn right, go forward. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm aware of like what it is. I, 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 I it's in those. Um, wasn't it? What, what's the video? What's the movie? Is it War Games where he's playing that? Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, telling was, the wizard there were, there to do were no, stuff. There were no graphics. It was just this text-based adventure. Okay. All right. Okay. Space Invaders. Yes. Pac-Man. See, 2600, I think, is the first time I actually play video games that aren't in the arcade. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, the Atari are, 2600. So yeah. I was a stand-up. Like, I was in the in the stand-up, you know, the stand-up arcade um, yeah. generation. So Centipede. Spa- space. Yep. Pac-Man, Centipede, Donkey Kong, obviously. Ms. Pac-Man finally getting in. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Do you remember the first sure. Microsoft Flight Simulator? I do. That was a pretty sweet deal. I remember people had crazy monitor setups. The first time I'd ever seen like crazy multi-monitor setups. Yeah. Yeah. But the graphics were like terrible. Yeah. It was like Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like shit. King's Quest. Mm-mm. Okay. Tetris. 
Of course. Carmen Sandiego? Yes. Super Mario? Carmen Sandiego is not a video game. Oh. It's a learning tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I is Number Munchers on there? Because <laughs> that... <laughs> Number Munchers was more of a game than Carmen Sandiego. Carmen is, Sandiego was just reading. Is Arthur's teacher trouble in this? <laughs> yes. Um, Super Mario, obviously. Legend of, of Zelda. Course, of course. Microsoft Solitaire. Of course. John Madden Football. I got paid to pay, play Solitaire more than once. Listen, John Madden, the original John Madden Football for the Sega Genesis was the bomb diggity. It was <laughs> such a good game. Amazing. I can't yeah. believe how much 10-yard fight on NES I played. <laughs> the worst football game of all time. <laughs> right. Street Fighter 2. Oh, God, Street Fighter 2. For sure. My, my friend Jim Elder used to just pwn me at that game. I could never beat him. <laughs> Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Right. Civilization. Mario Kart. Mortal Kombat. Yes. yes. Doom. Yeah. Po- Pokemon Red and Green. No. This is where I. This is where I become. I grow this out is, of whatever that is. Yeah. This, so this is 1996. Yeah. Tomb Raider. I played a little Tomb Raider. Sure. Final Fantasy. I was never a Final Fantasy person. This is Final Fantasy Seven. I miss. It's just the guy with the huge sword. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. So uh, let me tell you a story about Final Fantasy Seven. Mm. I had 40 hours into it, and. <clears throat> uh, Mark Coluccio saved over the top of my fucking game and I almost killed him. <laughs> I think I sat there and I was like, you fucked me. You like, I said it like 40 times. I couldn't say anything else. It's like, you, you, you fucked me. It's, go- you, it's gone. You fucked me. Like, <laughs> 20 I'm minutes. I'm going to kill you. I'm surprised yeah, I was so you, mad. I'm surprised you didn't punch him. Uh, I, I, I mean, he was <laughs> strong. He was strong, but not a good fighter. <laughs> it would have been a weird thing. I don't know. All right. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Why isn't uh, I guess original Zelda's on here too? That's a, like maybe that's the only like double. Is that the only double? Does it? There's got to be more serious games. Does, in there. does Ocarina of Time deserve to be in the Hall of Fame along with the original Zelda? So the thing I remember most about what I apparently have been mispronouncing for thirty years is Ocarina of Time. Um, <laughs> is it? Oh, or is, are you sure it's Ocarina? I don't know. I'm just. I know. I just read it as if, Ocarina. Listeners, if you know if it's a long O or short O, I need to know. Someone must know. Feels like Ocarina to me. All right. <laughs> you say it like that. Just I don't know. It makes it sound so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the thing I remember most is you had to remember these songs and play them with the buttons on the N64 oh. controller, okay. and it would like do different things like based on. It was like an extension of the first magic whistle that you blew in Legend of Zelda. I've played every Legend of Zelda game. I could yep. go on about this for a long time. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear it. All right. StarCraft 1998. I will tell you that StarCraft, the original Dune game, which was the RTS, like the the first RTS I think I ever played, was should be in the should definitely be in the Hall of Fame and not Star before StarCraft. Which what did you say? What was it called? It was called Dune. Oh. Yeah, and it was it was that it was that game. I was a Command and Conquer guy. That was my RTS. Yeah, that was so. Dune was before CNC. So, yeah, yeah. But StarCraft apparently gets the nod for that. Uh, I never yeah. played StarCraft. I stayed. I stayed loyal. Mm. And then I then I started playing Age of Empires. Yeah, there you go. DDR and then The Sims, which Sim City should be here. The Sims is fine. Sim City should be in. The Sims spawned like an entire gaming yeah. world yeah that i don't know i mean people just all i remember is that my friends would just try to make them do lewd things right that was i mean yeah exactly is leisure suit is leisure suit larry on the list <laughs> he should be <laughs> animal crossing um which i never played bejeweled gt gta 3 okay um halo combat evolved world of warcraft and then minecraft got in and okay. those are, that's the that's the Hall of Fame. I said I wasn't going to read the list, but then I ended up doing it because, you know, why not? But, I mean, it's a big world of video gaming. Everyone's got their everyone's got their favorites, and so hopefully, one of your favorites ended up on the list. Or keep track, and maybe one of your favorites will end up in the Hall of Fame someday. You can always hope. I just hope we get a one a, a true open world Star Wars game. They tried. No, I played the the one that was like. The, the, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's a good game. No, but no, it's... not no, no. They had a they had like a World of Warcraft. They had they had a Star. No, Wars not version. like that. I'm talking about like more like um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like I want just my choice. I don't have to go along the structured mm. path. 
where mm-hmm. I go sort of defines, defines the story. I like the way people are playing Elden Ring right now. Mm-hmm. It's a Dark Souls game, right? These open world and it kind of, you, it's like actually a little bit like what Final Fantasy used to be that you could, you could go places and you'd be like, oh, I'm not powerful enough to be here yet. And like, you'd have to back out. And it's yeah. Breath of the Wild. I, I want that from Star Wars, like a little bit of that. The fact that there's no FIFA on this list or something like that, like I think EA, I mean, they just like there's one football game, but then that's yeah. What do you uh, do? No NBA Live '95. Come on. No, um, NBA Live '95 was one of the greatest movies ever. Anyway, all right. all right, that's it. That's it for our segments. You know what time this is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo. <laughs> like to augment the woo it's fun you do it and then i put the button on there too are you ready yes excuse me i put up a high voltage electric fence around my house my neighbor is dead against it (laughs) had an excellent meal last night at this cozy little christian restaurant near us called the lord giveth they also do takeaway God initially planned to use wasps to pollinate flowers, but in the end, he went with plan B. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Plan B-E-E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be timely. Maybe it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I lost it. <laughs> I was really struggling to get my wife's attention, so I sat down on the sofa and looked comfortable. That did the trick. <laughs> I, di- I, I say this all the time. It's like, I don't know people who out there, if you're looking for a job, come to my house and try to watch a football game on Sunday. You'll get a job. Someone will give you a job. That's, um, that's how this works. My wife has to come in the bathroom every time I take a shower. I'm like, I'm, it's like the whole day goes by. Why are you in here now? Right. And you let all the hot air out, like like the the bathroom's all nice and warm and steamy, and then my wife will do that. She'll walk in and just leave the door open. And you can just feel the heat just sucking out. A screaming, close the door from inside yes. your glass case of emotion. Right. <laughs> close the goddamn door. All right. And finally, what is a pirate's favorite lever- letter of the alphabet? C? Oh, you, you can't, you can't, you've, yes, you're supposed to say R. R. Right. But oh, now sorry. you've ruined R. my delivery. No. <laughs> no, the C. No, it's, yeah, well, the, the punchline that you've no. ruined <laughs> is, is, I, you think it'd be R, but it's the C that he loves. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm too it. good at this game. No, you just needed to say R. Oh, <laughs> just, just, say, just say the goddamn joke. <laughs> all right uh the my offering was actually i came up with just yesterday because it's a it's a live twitter it was live twitter dad joking Mm. because the headline was tom cruise allegedly fired 21 pilots from the top gun from top gun maverick referring to the band from Mm -hmm. the soundtrack and i said well then who's flying all those airplanes hashtag dad joke I didn't get it. I've never like, get to the did, end where it goes, was, awful. Did I, did I deserve that? That was a terrible joke. You definitely what? deserved it. Are you kidding? That's a, that's a dad joke in real time. It's true, it's, but it's bad. Anyway. All right. Well, we're over time, but it's time for... Overtime. I don't really have much, but my, do- my younger daughter turned eight about a month ago. Congratulations. And two weeks in, she got congratulations. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Um, I get, yeah. I mean, this is like, I think I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I feel like I said this on the show before too. It's like, I recently had my work anniversary and it's like, Hey, congratulations to Ty for being here for four years. And I'm like, what are we congratulating before? <laughs> Just not getting fired. Is that what this yeah. was? People are like, great. Congratulations. I'm like for what? For all your contributions. Just, congratulations though. <laughs> Thank you. This is the word, are the words you're looking for. Right. Thank you. <laughs> My daughter comes home from school and she's just bitching about kids on the playground and these other kids in her class. She's been eight for two weeks at this point. She goes, I can't believe the seven-year-olds and the way they behave. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think she. I learned it from watching you, Dad. I learned, <laughs> learned it from watching you. I asked my kids not long ago. I was like, "Do you think that other families are like this?" And our my daughters both go, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, what what's weird about our family?" Like, you're crazy. You see all kinds of things. Your mom's laughing all crazy all the time. Like they just apparently we're not normal. Nobody's normal. I don't That's aspire. To, I don't aspire to normality. There's, you know, listen, you're, we're all together. We, for the most part, love each other. <laughs> Try. And we want to strangle each other from time to time, but that's normal. That's how this works. You're lucky. You're lucky. So you kids quit your bitching. I think the hard part about being in a family is that everybody feels like they can be themselves. <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> You know, whatever. I I fulfill my dad role in a dadly way, and you know that's 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 the best I can do. Yeah, I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable, but not in a weird way. Right. That's what I, that's what I do. Your friends come around. I make you feel uncomfortable. This is how this works. <laughs> I, I get threat- to say threatening yeah. my older daughter with that. I'm like, I'm gonna do weird stuff when your friends come. Over. Yeah. It's funny because my, my like on Fridays my son comes home with a couple of his buddies whose folks just end up now picking them up here because they get picked up on Friday. But later, so instead of those kids hanging out at the school, they just kind of come here and hang out, and then the, their folks come and pick them up. It's usually about forty five, you know, forty five minutes of them hanging okay. out in the yard and running around. So of course, every time they come around. And I usually work from home on Friday. I usually open up the door and go, "Will you kids get the hell out of my yard?" And I yell, and I yell it like really loud. And, <laughs> and how's that like, going? How's that going? Like, how's that landing like, for you? They all laugh because it's funny. Because I just walk out there like, "Kids, get go, get go out of my yard!" I yell it really loud, and then they're like, "Hey, Mister Billsnior!" Like, Mister Billsnior. I'm like, whatever, you kids, you stupid kids, get out of my yard. All right. Well, that's our show. <laughs> Thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we endlessly pursue life's ideal recipe. Now, just in smaller bites. Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies and meet us here next time. But until then.